here, our dad. Thanks. We are so grateful to him and Suzanne because those two started this church and so much of who we are, what's happening now at this church is because of their willingness to absolutely go for it with God. And we thank you for the amazing examples you've been to both of us. Thank you, Susan. That was an awesome introduction. I don't even have to preach. We just, let's just get to it. No, uh, I am still going to share some things. But um, several people tonight have been uh, laughing, and I love it um, because I also know that I also know that many people came pretty heavy, heavy laden, just heaviness on them. And those are some of the same people that are laughing. That's Jesus. That's what He does. And uh, I had, if I had a picture, I'll show it to you. I guess another week because it came flashing across my mind. But I don't have. My computer's here, not back there, but there's this, just this picture running through of a, of a little girl running. Actually, she's kind of in, uh, there's these purple rows of purple flowers, and she's running between them right towards the camera. And she's just so full of joy, probably about seven years old. That's why people laugh. If you're wondering, why do people laugh in the middle of worship? That's why. It's that exuberance. It's the child, like they, they're getting set free again. They're remembering all over again how good the Lord is. And... Uh, that he has life and joy for them. So um, that's why we give permission for that. We, we want a place where Holy Spirit can be himself. And um, honestly, sometimes it looks a little unusual or seems unusual, especially to people who aren't used to that. Uh, over time, I've gotten really used to seeing what I, I know the fingerprint of God. I know what it looks like. Um, so we're not interested in craziness and unusualness for that, for the sake of being crazy and unusual. That's no, n- not our goal. But when clearly the Lord is doing wonderful things, we, we give permission for God to be God. Just wanted to explain that first. And uh, tonight I am going to talk about soaking, uh, but first I actually want to talk about baptisms. Um, yep, there it is. You know what? Something's really wrong with the resolution. It's like about 500% too close. So if you could maybe rework it, take it off and put it back on or something. Um, Susan mentioned on on the uh, 29th, no, 26th of May, we're going to have uh, baptisms. We're going to have a huge old big baptismal up here, a tank. And... Um, I, so I wanted to talk about it because uh, some of, I believe some of you in this room are going to be baptized that night, and you haven't even thought about it yet. Um, you know what I'm going to do while well, he's working on that? My notes are in my message on, up there. I don't have any notes down here, so I'm going to get me some. All right. How we doing back there, Patrick? Okay. Well, what's going to come up perhaps in a minute is a picture of me as a little baby. Yes, I was a baby once. Don't ask Suzanne if I still am sometimes. Um, and... Uh, I, I grew up in a Presbyterian uh, family, and so I was baptized as an infant because that's what happens in the Presbyterian church. It would be true of many of you who grew up Catholic or a few other, of, uh, there's a few others that do that as well. Um, and then, um, you know what, I'm going to know when it comes up because you're all going to go, ah, okay. Um, but... Uh, clearly, uh, as a baby, I didn't know Jesus personally yet, didn't really know anything about him yet, wasn't able to think about it. Probably I did know him, actually, but we won't go there right now. Uh, truly met him in junior high. That's when I heard about this Jesus as a real person who really died for me and came face to face with, with, wow, I have a decision to make. I do want him. I want, I want into this relationship. He is my savior. Um, I had actually a really uh, pretty emotional experience. I was at a camp at Mount Hermon 
in a bunk bed where my counselor came over and was talking to me and, and led me in a prayer to receive Jesus. And I felt something pretty, pretty uh, warm and yummy going on in my heart. Um, and then it was in, uh, in college that uh, was really the first time um, Suzanne and I were going to a Baptist church. Then we, we had met in college and both of us got kind of really reoriented back to our our roots in Jesus and got reinvigorated, fell fell in love all over again with this man Jesus. And um, that was the first time that I was immersed. I was baptized as a believer. Um, and uh, because that's what the scriptures uh, tell us. So I'm going to move on. You still working on it? All right. Sorry. Maybe you'll see the picture. Maybe you won't. You're just going to have to trust me. I was really cute. You're just going <laughs> to... So, um, yes. Oh, we're on. Okay, thank you. All right, here's the picture. Now I better be cute, huh? Otherwise, I'm I'm in trouble. Aww. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you just drew a mustache up there on me. <laughs> do, do, do. All right. Thank you so much, Patrick. You're awesome. You guys really don't know what that's like till you're back there under that kind of pressure. Like, oh, crud, oh, crud, what do I do? He knows right what to do. Um, so I want to talk about first what baptism is not. Um, it's not a new start where everything is wiped clean so that you better never mess up again. I cannot tell you how many people um, I've talked to who don't want to get baptized because no, because you know what? I'm kind of cleaning some things up in my life for the Lord, and I'm not quite ready for that step yet. And I just kind of start scratching my head and say, no, you missed the entire point. Um, your new start happens the moment you say yes to Jesus as your Savior. That's your new start. Baptism is, um, is not... The last washing, therefore, if you ever mess up after that, you're in deep doo-doo because now you're going to you know, be held accountable for all those things. That's just simply ridiculousness. Um, that's just silly. You are, are a new creation in Christ. Um, the moment you say yes to him, you are forgiven, past, present, and future. You are forgiven. You're cleansed. Baptism, I will explain what it is in a minute. So let me just say that it is not baptism that washes you clean. Baptism is actually um, is, is an agreement with heaven of what took place when you became a new creation in Christ. It's also something you're never going to forget. Um, it is not, therefore, an act that saves you. Some, and I know not all Christians would necessarily agree with this. I'm actually going to use the scripture that they would use to say this isn't true to show you why it is true. How about that? If that made sense. Um, it's not what saves you. What saves you is your faith in Christ Jesus as your Savior, the one who died for you. Here's the scripture people would use, though, to say that baptism does save you. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. This is Peter talking to the multitudes after, you know, 3,000 are added in a day. But he says, but whoever does not believe, I'm sorry, that's not, it's Mark 16, 16. Forgive me. I was like thinking I was reading Acts chapter 2. That's a later verse. So um, Jesus is saying, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now, um, notice that the second time, it doesn't say whoever does not believe and is baptized will be condemned. That's pretty important. Because any other place in Scripture, when the crowds ask Jesus, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus said, the work of God is this. Believe in the one he has sent. If there was a list of other things, including baptism, that would have been a great time for Jesus to bring it up. Paul says it this way in Romans 10. He says, whoever... Um, he, goes, he says, if you um, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Didn't say anything about baptism. 
Now, is baptism important? Yeah, it's, incre- it's, it's super significant. But the reason why I believe the two are put together here, because I think in our culture we've missed the significance of coming to Jesus and being baptized as almost like one event. And we've, um, the Christian church through the ages got to a point where they started saying, well, after you go through these nine months of classes and after you do this, then, you know, then we'll baptize you. And uh, I understand that the, uh, the motives are good, but it's, it just doesn't make sense because um, the reason why they put these together, the ones who is baptized and sa- saved and baptized, is because it's, it's one event. You're saved and you're baptized. If, you could, if it was one word, I wish it was just saved and baptized. You know? One word. Whoever believes is baptized will be saved. Because that's really what, what it's about. So if you, were, if you are a believer and you haven't been baptized, you need to be. How often do you hear me say something outright, like something you need to do? You need to do this if you are not, have not been baptized. Let me show you why. Okay? So let's talk about what baptism is. It's a complete identification with Christ. You are one with him. So you are, you are one with him, but your baptism, you're agreeing with that. There's a complete identification with him. I want to read to you from uh, Colossians 2, um, 11 through 15 in the Voice New Testament. Have you, have you heard of the Voice? Interesting, interesting translation. I love it. So uh, if you're looking for something new, um, let's see. I did just put it somewhere. There they are. Thank you. I was just at a memorial service a few weeks ago, and one of the speakers said, anyone who reaches the age of 29 starts using reading glasses. So I will let you know I'm past the age of 29. Check this out, okay? This is, again, in the voice message, uh, voice translation. In Christ, you were also circumcised. You were set apart by a spiritual act performed without hands. Jesus, the liberator's circumcision, cut you off from the sinfulness of your flesh. And here's where it all happened. This is where your salvation began. You were buried with him beneath the waters of ceremonial washing. And then you were raised up with him by faith in the resurrection power of God who brought him back from the dead. And when your flesh was still uncircumcised before Christ, before you knew Christ, you were dead in your transgression. You were swathed in its sinful nature. That's not a pretty scene. It was God who brought us to life with the liberator, Jesus, forgave all of our sins and eliminated the massive debt we incurred by the law that stood against us. He took it all away. I just said he took it all away. (laughs) A, I'm wanting to know if you're awake. B, that was just exceptionally good news. Okay. He took it all away. He nailed it to the cross, but that's not all. He disarmed those who once ruled over us, those who had power, overpowered us, like captives of war. He put them on display to the world to show his victory over them by means of the cross. That's awesome. So, uh, but that, that verse right there described, you're going under is an absolute identification. Your oneness with Christ means you are one with him in his death. He already died your death for you. He, he died your death for you. See, death was, the only, death was the big old, you know, hairy monster, ugly thing that stood over us because it was... The fear is, and without Christ, it would be eternal separation, but for you, it never will be. And, and the very thing that we sometimes fear when we fear death, I, I promise you, those who say yes to Jesus 
as, as Savior. I promise you, you're going from life to incredible life. And you're going to say, oh, oh, my Lord, I was afraid of this. This is what I was afraid of. See, Jesus already conquered death. It's gone. Death is gone. Jesus did say in, uh, in the book of John that you will never die. That's what he said. I know that sounds weird because you and I have been to many f- uh, funerals, memorial services. We're thinking, well, no, there is death because I've seen it. No, Jesus says no because it isn't what it looks like. You will not die. You're going to go from life to more life. So baptism is an immersion into the reality of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, why is that important? Because that which is immersed takes on the qualities of the substance into which it is immersed. Take a pickle, for example. A cucumber. A cucumber starts not tasting like a cucumber when it's been sitting in some different kind of juice for a long time, right? It's getting immersed. Now we're talking, we're actually talking some soaking here, which we'll talk about in a minute. When you soak and marinate in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, guess what you start looking like, smelling like, being like? So a baptism is just full-on immersion into, into the Lord himself. All right, what else is baptism? It's an agreement that your old life, ruled by an evil master called sin, is over and done with for good. You have a new master, It's Jesus who is good, and he grants you his freedom instead. Yes. By the way, Romans will, uh, I'm sorry, I went too fast past it, but Romans, uh, I'll let you read that another time. Romans 6 is a great place to read. If you really want to know more about baptism and your new life in Christ and what you've died to, read Romans 6. Uh, Baptism is also an agreement that you are perfectly cleansed by Jesus who has given you direct access to to God's throne room. Perfectly cleansed. Why do I have this picture? I actually took this picture while in Jerusalem. This is one of the the baths that they used um, outside of the temple where uh, men would go to cleanse themselves, ritually cleanse themselves before they could go up into closer to the temple. Of course, nobody but the high priest could even go into the Holy of Holies where you have free access right now, by the way. But they, every single year, they had to, they had to go through the ritual cleansing just, just to go up the steps to be on that platform up where the temple was. Guess what? God says... One time. One time. You need one cleansing. Jesus. Jesus, you did it all. I believe you. The moment you say yes and you believe him, there is a washing that's going on. And you are cleansed. You get to run into daddy's arms any time and every time you want to. Perfectly cleansed. So baptism is a huge it's, it's more than just a reminder, but it is a huge prophetic act that this old life where you could not run into, into daddy's arms because there was still that feeling of separation, it's gone. It is gone. It's gone. You're a new creation in Christ. The old is gone never to come back again. I'm not going to read these right now. Zechariah 13.1 and uh, Hebrews 10.19-22 but these are a couple of scriptures that, uh, that will expand upon this cleansing, this washing that is ours in Christ. Okay? The reason why I'm kind of just moving through this is because I do want to talk about soaking, but I really thought it was important if we're going to have baptisms in a few weeks for you to understand why, we're, why we do this. Baptism is also an agreement that as his favorite child, you can jump into your papa's arms anytime you want without fear. I just talked about that. And here's a scripture, uh, Galatians three twenty six and twenty seven, that says, "For you are all God's, you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes." So there you go. Your baptism 
um, is very much a part of your in- entrance into uh, the sonship, the daughtership that you were always made to enjoy. So it, it's super important. Um, it's an entrance into a life ruled by the Spirit of God where anything is possible. And here's an a- the Acts passage where Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I have an amazing, uh, fun story to tell you. Um, several years back, gosh, 15 years ago or something, we were, uh, had a home group, and um, we were talking about Jesus, uh, and somebody's eyes were opened up in a way that she had never seen him before. She had been to church. Um, she had, um, I don't really know all of her history, but, um, you know, she believed in Jesus, but she suddenly saw who he was. I don't know how to explain it, but her eyes were open. She saw him as the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And, and she suddenly was weeping and, and uh, just receiving in such a deep way. And, and uh, Dan uh, Knight, who one of our elders at the time was sitting there, and he said, um, he said, we need to baptize you. See, this is that saved and be baptized thing. Believe and be baptized, all as one act. He says, you need to be baptized right now. And she said, oh, yes, it's what I need. I need this. I need, I need it just all in. I need to go after this. I need, I need to know um, and say yes to all that God's doing in my heart right now. So um, it's the middle of winter. We have an unheated pool out in front of our condo. But we decided to baptize her that night. So... <clears throat> So I got in the water, and let me tell you, it was cold. I, I don't know. Don't ask me what temperature, because cold is cold. This was cold. And um, she gets in, and as she tells it later, the water was warm. She went in. <laughs> she gets back. She's just still weeping as she says, Jesus, I'm yours. You know, take me. She gets baptized, and as she comes out of the water, she sees angels. And... Um, I'm not saying everybody's baptism will be like that. That's totally up to the Lord. But I am telling you that what she felt and saw was just as real as anything you will experience, whether you feel, feel it or see it. Um, there is a realm of the kingdom that is more real than this realm we see right here. Uh, and I'm telling you, the more you have eyes to see it, the more you approach it as a little child, you will see and feel and experience more and more of that kingdom that will become so real to you. So I can tell you, it, baptism isn't just a good idea. It's not just a cool thing to do. I will tell you, there is, there is no question. There is a, you are crossing over a line. You are, you are saying, I am all in because here I am. And it's something you will not forget. So I'm telling you all this. Um, because, again, in, in uh, three weeks from tonight, uh, there's going to be a baptism right here. So if you'd like to be baptized, you can come and talk to myself or Suzanne. But you can also um, email me, uh, brent at blazingfire.org, and just let me know that you want to be baptized. What I will tell you, I'll just tell you all right now, that um, you can wear a bathing suit, wear a loose-fitting T-shirt over that. Uh, we will baptize you. We... Uh, we will have some, someone praying over you afterwards, uh, probably giving you some prophetic words. And, um, and uh, we'll have towels and all that kind of good stuff. But, uh, and then you'll go and then bring a change of clothes because after you get baptized, you'll need to get changed into some dry clothes. I also know that night um, we're going to do something over in the fellowship hall together. We're going to make it a family party afterwards and just go have some fun together. So it's going to be a good night. Um, I, I know of two people so far who want to be baptized, um, I believe. I know usually when we do this, Todd and Karina have a bunch of the youth from Wildfire that are baptized. Um, children, it's for believers. Can a child be baptized? Absolutely. My, um, you know, my sons were both baptized as babies in the Presbyterian Church because I was a Presbyterian pastor back then. But at the, I don't remember what ages they were, but they were pretty darn young when, when uh, they were baptized in a pool um, when, when they came to believe Jesus for themselves. Uh, so there you go. Um, I really, truly, honestly believe there are many of you in here who are saying, I, I think this is me. I think I need to do this. Can I just tell you something? What, what did you say, Shannon? Although I've got to put context to this, but just freaking do it. 
<laughs> What's that? I know. <laughs> Quoting Todd. Did, Todd, did you really say that? No, no. He says, no. <laughs> we like to have fun around here. Uh, all right. I'm going to switch gears and um, talk about soaking. And before I do, let me just say this. Um, about receiving Jesus as Lord. Um, Soaking wouldn't make a lot of sense unless there were someone you knew or wanted to know better um, being the Lord. Because otherwise, why would you be soaking in the first place? And so I want to tell you something. He is realer than real. Um, I think uh, one of the songs you guys were singing, or maybe it was the prophetic singing up here, that he's everything is by him and for him and through him. And that's in the book of Colossians. Jesus is in, he is the life in everything. If there's any life you're seeing, if there's any light anywhere, it's because Jesus is there. And uh, he is, he is amazing. He came to tell us about a father who is outrageously good. He said, you got to know my dad. And he also came to tell us, he said, you know what? Everything I wanted to tell you, I can't quite tell you at all because you'd burst if I told you at all. So I'm going to send someone, his name's Holy Spirit. He's going to live right inside of you. So the moment you say yes to Jesus, you get a free e-ticket pass the rest of your life to Papa's love. And you get... the gift of a counselor or spirit who lives right inside of you to help you every single moment of your life. What a deal. What what, What does it cost you? Well, it costs you your past yuck. That's what it costs you. Sorry, but you're going to have to give all that up because he says, you know what, shame, guilt, condemnation, that has no place in the kingdom, in my kingdom. So that all goes. Your old self goes. You get a brand new self in Christ. What's, what's your ticket in? You, you have to believe that Jesus is who he said he is and that he really did that for you. It's like, and, but Jesus said you've got to enter like a little child. Did you see the children up here tonight? I was loving it. I don't know. Maybe you were lost in worship, but... But, um, uh, yeah, right, Matt, Matt was out here laid out, and then there was a little, little girl, I can't remember her name. Anyway, what's that? Eliana, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she comes over, and she's pulling over the, you know, the cloth over him because she saw other people had claws over them when they were on the ground. And then a little while later, she's over here with Melissa. She sees the red thing of her over her uh, face. So she comes in and lays underneath so she can lay next to her <laughs> and be covered in it. And I said, oh my gosh, that's the kingdom of God right there. Daddy, I want in. Oh, this is fun. I, can I play? He says, come on in. But you enter as a child. I, I think we've, we've made the Christian life way too difficult. Some of you who have not heard this before, you thought Christianity was about keeping these umpteen rules that you can never keep right. And so you're always beating yourself up because you can't do it. And Jesus says, no, I have a much better plan. It's a covenant called grace. Me doing for you what you can't do for yourself in a million years. But there's only one way in. You have to believe I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way. So I'm, I'm saying tonight to you, if you've not made Jesus your way, how about tonight? How about tonight? It's just like a little child. I want in. I want, I'm done with this life where I, where I get so discouraged and so um, upset at myself and so you know tied up in knots. And I, I, I want to finally rest that I am loved, I'm accepted, I'm wanted, so much so that Jesus died for me. Yeah, I say yes to that. I say yes. Okay. So so we're feeling it <laughs> tonight. So I want to would you would you just uh close your eyes with me right now? Thank you, Father. And Holy Spirit, would you just stir up our hearts? That place in our hearts that is so longing to be loved, so longing to know that we're safe. That's what the word saved comes from. We're safe in you. 
We don't have to be afraid of you. Because you love us. You want us. Jesus, you did it all so that we could enjoy you, not be afraid of you. And so my, my question to all of you tonight, if that's what you want, if you've never experienced this or you've just never known Jesus this way and you want that, would you go ahead and raise your hand because gonna, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Just raise your hand for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else? A couple of you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Okay. And you know what? If you did raise your hand, would you do me a favor later in the service and just come talk to me? There's a couple of you. And all of us right now, what we're going to do is we're going to pray together. We're all gonna, going to say yes to Jesus together. All right? Lord Jesus. We believe that you are Lord. And we believe that you were raised from the dead. And like a little child, we say yes to your love. We say yes to your grace. We say yes to your forgiveness. And we say yes to your mercy. We also say yes to knowing our Father. To knowing Him in a way we've never known Him before. And we say yes to Holy Spirit our companion and our friend who lives right inside of us as a gift from heaven. So we say, Jesus, come and have your way. I belong to you. I'm yours. And I want to live a life of joy just like you promised. I want to live a life of purpose just like you promised. Thank you, Jesus, for my new life, my brand new life. Amen. Yeah. It's good. Let me just tell you, it's really good. It's really good. This new life is amazing. And so um, I'm going to talk about soaking pretty quick again because what I really want to do is take some time for us to experience it together, uh, to experience what, what this even is. But if you have a relationship with the Lord, which every believer does, it gets better and better the more you know him. Um, apart from knowing him, gets kind of boring, gets kind of dull. Actually, it gets back to what you already knew, which is a lot of self-effort that doesn't get you anywhere. It gets very frustrating. So, um, like Susan, um, let me go to this next slide. There we go. Can you make sure the sound is up? Oh, there it is. Cool. Thank you. Um, like Susan, I, uh, at different times of my life, I have soaked a lot in the Lord. What uh, I'll explain a little bit more what soaking is, but in a minute. But I've spent time just in Papa's presence, time enjoying Jesus. It's always so refreshing, so rewarding. And somewhere along the way, we get into um, life gets in the way, and we start getting busy again, and we start thinking, "Well, I got to do these things for God, and I got these." all these different agendas and I got all these things I got to do and it becomes really hard. But I want to tell you that this, uh, this is something that is irreplaceable. I, I want to encourage you tonight. My goal and my prayer right now is that you're going to be so touched just in this short time we have tonight. You're going to decide for yourself. I got to do this. I got to do this on my own at home. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about the father's love uh, soaking in, in Papa's love. And uh, what, so what is soaking? 
I'm going to start with a scripture from Psalm 46.10 where the Lord says, Be still and know that I am God. And his idea of knowing is not intellectual. That's our Western mind talking. Knowing is, is actually, in the Bible, yada is experiencing God. He wants you to experience him. He wants you to know him by experience, not by intellect. Intellect is fine, but that's not what this is talking about. Be still and know that I am God. So what is soaking? Soaking is enjoying God. And it's also enjoying the pleasure that he takes in you. So in other words, you're not coming to God with an agenda. When you soak, when you're deciding, God, I want to know you more. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with letting God in on on, uh, prayer needs that you have, but that's not the goal of soaking. So you're not coming in with a problem to be solved. In fact, what you're doing is letting go of all the stress, all the fear, all the stuff that's been, that's been tying you up in knots. You're, you're letting go of all that. And you are simply enjoying him who is enjoying you. It's amazing. I will, I will say this too. The more you will do this, the better it gets. I promise you. So if you've said to yourself, well, I've tried this before and nothing happened, please go back. For your sake and also for God's who hungers for this deeper place with you. He so wants to show you things about himself and about his love for you. But honestly, unless you're still in our crazy world, I'm not saying God doesn't break in and show you himself now and then. I'm not saying he he loves you. Of course, he's going to do that. But if we intentionally stop and wait before him, oh my goodness, there's there's something different, something so much better that comes seeping in. Let me keep going. Uh, Psalm 1611, in your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. How many want pleasures forever? He has them for you right now. He has forever pleasures for you right now. This, is, this really is a, a, a treasure-seeking adventure. Once we know these, these immense treasures, there's something in us that says, well, I want that. He says, of course you do. Come in. Come a little closer. What is soaking? It's resting in Papa's goodness. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 in the Message Bible says, this is one of my favorites in the Message Bible. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Religion is your attempts to be right with God by what you do. Let me tell you, it's exhausting. He says, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. So keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Anyone want that? (laughs) Who wants to live freely and lightly? I do. That's what he promised. That's exactly what he promised us. Uh, So let's talk for a second about the benefits of soaking. We just talked about what? The fullness of joy. That means what? It means when you are in his presence and you know his deep, extreme pleasure over you and you know it to the core of your being, I'm telling you, your circumstances don't have the power to pull you down anymore. Joy has nothing to do with your circumstances. has everything in the world to do with the one who loves you and what he thinks about you. But you don't know that unless you're still and wait before him and say, Papa, tell me again what you think of me. Tell me again, Papa. Fullness of joy gives you peace. The other day I was, I was writing my book. I'm so close to the end of writing this book. The last edit is good. It's really good. It's, things are progressing. And, uh, but I was, I was getting myself all worked up because I started thinking about, oh gosh, am I saying this theologically correct and this and this? And I started getting in this place like, uh, all of a sudden it wasn't fun anymore. 
in, I stopped and quieted myself and got back in Papa's presence. And he just started loving on me. And he says, Brent, he says, you know what? This is just all your book is, is you're just, you're just inviting people to experience me. And um, it's, re- it's really not about you writing it perfectly. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Phew. Okay, it's all good. But see, if I tried to work out of that in my brain, I'd have been working, you know, days and weeks. Actually, I would have probably reworked the whole book, you know, trying to. And God is like, son, really, just just put it out there. What what it is I put inside of you, it's all going to be good because I love you. It's all good. That's what soaking does. Gives you peace. It gives you rest. Rest is a ceasing of striving to earn what's already yours. We keep trying to earn what's already ours. And God says, stop it. You cannot earn my love. You cannot earn my forgiveness. I won't let you. But you don't, you don't know that when you get in that mode of, oh, am I doing enough? Am I pleasing God? Yes. Can I just answer that for you? Yes. Yes, you're pleasing God. Hey, I just answered it for you. For the rest of your life, I just answered that question for you. <laughs> Woohoo! Isn't that gr- You're saying, Brent, how can you know that? I do, if you knew what I did. No, I didn't say he's pleased with everything you do. A papa doesn't like, no papa likes it when his children hurt themselves, hurt other people. That wouldn't be a good papa either. But that has nothing to do with his pleasure over you as his child. Has nothing to, in the world to do with that. He's pleased with you as a son, as a daughter. You have to rest in that. Otherwise, life isn't very fun. I don't know if you figured that out yet, but it isn't. Unless you know what daddy says about you. Another benefit is heart surgery. What? Wait, woohoo. Heart surgery. That just doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Well, it's great fun if your heart needs it, isn't it? I mean, it's really necessary. Um, and so here's the deal that when you quiet yourself, he is going to show you things, but he's not going to show you things to condemn you. He loves you. He's going to show you things so that you can say when he shows you something about yourself that he, um, that he's, uh, seeing that needs change. He's not asking you to change yourself. He's not asking you to fix yourself because you can't. All he wants you to do is say, wow, Thank you. Thank you, Papa, that you're right. I, I don't like that either. Would you do something about it? And he says, so glad you asked. I am so glad you asked. That's what I love to do. And so you invite him in the process. But he's going to do heart surgery at times. It's good. Let him. Our, one of the reasons we're so distant feel distant. We're never distant from God. When you say yes to Jesus, you and him are one forever. One of the reasons we feel distant is because we believe that lie that we're not good enough, that we have to fix ourselves for God. I'm telling you, it's not going to work. Only because I've tried myself many times. You can't. So, so when he shows you things, it's not about trying to fix yourself. It really isn't. So instead, you just say, thank you, Papa. I give you permission. Here's my heart. Do what you need to do. And see, now, now you can be real with him because you're agreeing. When he shows you something and you agree with it, now you're being real. You're not trying to hide it anymore. One of our biggest problems is we're trying to hide things. We're trying to hide it from each other, hide it from God, make everyone think that I'm A-OK. No, when God shows you something, just agree. Yep. Wow. It, actually, there's a relief, you know what? Because you're like, well, it takes a lot of energy to try to hide something. It feels so good when God says, hey, let's just put it out in the light and see what happens. Oh, thank you, God. That's exactly what I needed. He says, I know. I know. Watch what I do. So another benefit is learning to be a son or a daughter. Um, that's just resting again in your place as, as his beloved. And once you do that, the more you do that, the more you can actually impart that to other people, help them to grow. Um, Actually, mother and father people, where you actually are helping them to grow up as sons and daughters. But I will tell you this, whenever you're helping somebody else, this is just a key for everybody in this room. Whenever you're trying to help someone else to grow, your main job is to take their hand and say, this is your papa who loves you. 
That's your main job. We cannot replace Papa God's love. We can't. Uh, it, it doesn't work. So, so we, we soak to learn to be a son or daughter. And, and revival is... Revival. Do we not want revival? Thank you, Todd. We do. What's revival? It's God breathing life back into his church again. It's us being who we were supposed to be all along. Light bringers, joy bringers, everything Jesus was, we are. But us remembering who we are, right? That's revival. Revival is for the church. Revive is to breathe life into us again. Meaning we were supposed to be that way, but we forgot. So, But I will tell you this. Corporate revival can't happen without personal revival. Can you... Im- can you imagine what would happen? Saturday night, this, this, this meeting was never meant to be your main source of your spiritual sustenance. Did you know that? If you are going like this and dragging yourself to get back on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning because I got to get filled up again, can I tell you there's a better way? That's as silly as you deciding I'm, for the rest of your life, I'm going to eat food one day a week. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to eat for six days and then I'm going to gorge myself. I'm going to have 8,000 calories of the fattiest foods I can eat so that I can last six more days. Do you know not only would you... Well, I won't go into... Yeah. Not only would you be very sick with that kind of food, rich foods after you hadn't eaten for six days. But you know what? That's not even enough calories to come close to feeding you the next six days. You would eventually starve eating one day a week. We weren't made that way. Can you imagine what would happen? Can you imagine what would happen if each one of us soaked in Papa's presence daily, all the time, and then we came here together? Now you're talking about an entirely different environment. Do you know, I've been doing a lot of soaking lately. In fact, this morning, it, I'm feeling it because that's what happens. When Domali was leading worship, oh, about the second note she hit, I was a happy camper. I was lost in Papa Lala land because I didn't need Domali to pull me into the presence because I was just... I've been there kind of over and over again. And it's like, oh, phew, he's so good. He's so good. That's what, that's what we're supposed, that's what it's supposed to be like. So I'm not, I'm telling you already, I, I already told you earlier and Susan did too, we're not always there because if we get life, you know, makes us too busy, we start forgetting how good it is. I don't know. How do we get spiritual amnesia like that? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, Anyway, we're about to soak. This is what we're about to do. How do I soak? I'll do this really quick. Let your affections rise above your mind. How many of you have said, well, I, when I try to sit before God, I think of a thousand things, you know, I got to do. I've had people say, well, write them down. I used to try to do that. You know what? I don't even do that anymore. You know why? Because after you write those five things down, oh, here's a sixth one and a seventh one. And it never ends because you've engaged your mind. You're trying to tell you, you're trying to say to your mind, oh, shoo, 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 you know, shoo, shoo, mind. Just let your heart go. That's how you overcome your mind. You let your affections rise up. Where would I even get such a thing? Check out this scripture, which you've probably never seen like this before. Proverbs 3, 5. Most of us know this very well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Isn't it hilarious that when we try to, when we see this scripture, we go, okay, well, how do I trust God with all my heart? See, we go right back into the mind with it. Isn't that odd? And we miss the whole thing. Let your heart explode with love for your papa. So when your mind starts taking over, you, just, you know what your response is? Daddy, I love you. <laughs> I love you, papa. I love how you love me. I'm your boy. Oh, see, I can feel right now. I'm your boy. <laughs> you love me. I'm your boy. I will tell you this. I often speak out loud because it helps a ton. So if, you, if you're saying, whenever I sit in quiet and I wait before God, nothing happens, can I encourage you? Use your mouth more. I don't want to encourage you to talk all the time. We, we, we talk way too much with God. But I will say, 
Like if I'm listening to a song, we're going to play a couple songs in a minute. If I'm listening, if a phrase from a, a song starts to jump out at me, starts to capture my heart, I'll go, oh, oh, oh yes, God. And I'll start to say that phrase back to him. And something, he just starts doing yummy things. Um, so there is, you have to choose to engage with the Lord. He's a real person. We're made in his image. He's got emotions. He loves it when you want to spend time with him. How do I soak? You can soak in many different ways in times and places. It is a matter of the heart. It's not... The other, the other week, I had an amazing time with the Lord ironing my shirt. Last Saturday night. Ironing my shirt. I mean, honestly, I wish you had a hundred shirts for me to iron that night. I was loving it. Because I was just happy. My daddy loved me. Uh, so you don't have to be laying on the floor to soak. It's an attitude of the heart. But it is a choice to put aside other things. I guarantee you, just from experience, you're probably not going to soak really well watching sports on TV or a lot of other things that I could describe because you're, you're engaged somewhere else. So you're cho- soaking is choosing to lay it all down and say, you know what, Papa, this is what I was born for. This is what I want. Oh, come touch my heart. Because I need you. I really love you. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop before I go there. And ask the Holy Spirit for help. He's your helper. So funny, we don't ask Him for things. Ask Him for help. Help me connect with my Father. So let's soak. Um, (laughs) Let's just do it. I have about, about 15 minutes of soaking song. This is the last thing we're doing tonight. So if you're wondering, if some of you are new, you're like, just how long is this going? Are we here till midnight? No. Um, this is the last thing we're going to do. But I really think it's important. If you can hang here with me, I want to give you an experience of this to give you a taste for more. Um, the, the music, I picked one from Laura Reinhardt and uh, several songs from Albert, Albert uh, sorry, I should say Alberto, Alberto and Kimberly Rivera. So if you're wondering, like, where do I get this music? There you go. You can buy all that on everything, you know. Amazon, Elijah List, it's on everything. Um, Amazing songs. The first two, in fact, they sound so similar, you're going to think it's the same artist, but it's not. I want to encourage you right now to get really comfortable. Um, And some of you are thinking, well, what if I fall asleep? You know what? That's actually okay. Some of you probably need sleep more than anything. Um... But if you want to lay out up here, if you want to lay down on your chairs, you have dad's permission to get on the furniture. Okay. Just laying down, that is. And um, in just a minute, in a couple minutes, so we're going to experience this together. As the music starts, I'm actually going to pray for Holy Spirit to come and help us to, to engage, to soak, to experience God's presence. Enter like a little child. Um. A little bit into it, I'm going to release our elders, team, and a few others who I've talked to personally um, to go around the room and just begin to gently lay hands and bless what God's doing. I promise the people we have around the room are very safe, um, that uh, all they're going to do is add to. uh, In many cases, they may not even say anything. They may just pray over you. Maybe they'll have a short word of encouragement or, or a prophetic word, but it's really up to the Lord. We're just trying to increase and bless what He's doing. Okay. Um, I think they already left, but if... if uh, so if, if you do have children, um, guess what? In about five, or t- five minutes, seven minutes, you actually need to go get them. Please bring them back here. Tell them what's going on. Soaking is for them too. All right? This isn't an age thing at all. Okay. So we're going to... Are you all comfortable? Did you... Go ahead and get up and move if you need to. Get comfy. All right? All right. Okay. Into the depths of the Father's heart. We thank you that there is no place that is uh, restricted for us. We get to run right into the throne room. And we're saying, Papa, we need you. We love you. We want you. We want 
experiences of your pleasure over us. These first, the first two songs are going to be songs of our heart cry to God. So when something touches you, go ahead and say it out loud. If you don't want others to hear you, you know what I do sometimes? I bury my face in the carpet and then I can say whatever I want. Nobody can hear me. It's true. And then the next two songs are God, God's heart over you. like an amazing experience please don't lose heart I, I promise you the more you soak the more you choose to do this things start happening your heart starts softening if you've been away from the Lord for a while meaning you just haven't been close and thought about it much it sometimes can take a little while kind of back in there's, there's no reason for that except in our minds because we have free access into the throne room all the time but our hearts can get hardened. And so let him soften it up. It's all him. It's all grace. See, the pressure's off. That's the thing about soaking. The pressure's off of you. It's just inviting him inviting him in. Um, at this point, Bill, do you have anything you wanted to say? Okay. Bill, uh, I asked Bill if he would just have a, a few prophetic teams. We're going to put, I'm going to put that last song back on. I can do that much. It's a about a six-minute song in case you want to soak a little bit more. If, Since your hearts are all tenderized right now, if you would like just to have someone... Um, Bill, can you have the teams come up or whoever you asked? If Bill talked to you about giving some prophetic words, if you'd come up right now. Um, and so if your heart is tenderized and you're just saying, gosh, I'd love, I'd love just to he- hear uh, him say a little bit more to me... Um, we do have prophetic teams, but remember, these teams are never designed to replace your relationship with the Lord. They're there to spur it on. They're there to get, make you hungry for more so that you'll go back and spend that time with Papa yourself, okay? So I bless you and encourage you, please, to go soak. Go ask for the Holy Spirit's help to go soak. And if you'd like some encouragement, some uh, prophetic words from the Lord, you can come this way. All right, bless you. Good night.
Be. Mm-hmm. 